And we're back. Episode number six. Kat, how's it going? Do you know what? It's hey Amara, it's going great. It's it's Sunday night, I'm talking to my friend. I've had a great weekend of painting and relaxing and exercise. I am feeling Yeah, I'm feeling pretty damn good actually. Which is weird. <laughs> the world is going to hell outside, but we can't control that. We can only have control what we shout about. Hey, you you got your brand new bike. I don't know if I'm allowed to say the brand of the bike that you've got. Your exercise bike. To talk about, I think hashtag not a sponsor, but I I I I, I do have my new Peloton bike because I got swayed by <laughs> a number of people I trust, whose opinions I value. They know who they are. Dave, Rick, seriously. <laughs> um, and. Yeah, I think it's it's one of those things where if you if you sort of go back over lockdown, like I used to go to the gym a lot, and as soon as lockdown hit, I was out hiking. I was walking five, six plus miles every day, but now the evenings are getting in and it's getting dark, so you can't really go for a long walk after work. It's not practical, but also, I haven't really got my heart rate up. Uh, and that's what I've been missing is that kind of intensity of workout. Because I love the gym. I love, you know, getting sweaty, getting your heart rate up. Really missing that. And I hadn't thought about it until I went looking for a kind of a new, like, well, how, what am I going to do over the winter? I can't go. I, I mean, I've tried running. And I, I used to love running, but my knees, woe is me, I'm so damn old, but my knees, so I am um, just, like what the hell do you do? And I've decided to embrace on the on the recommendation of many trusted sources, Peloton. And I can't lie, the experience of having two strapping young men arrive this morning on a Sunday, set it up, explain it, show me how to move it it was it, it kind of renewed my faith in customer service in a way, because we're so used to this buy stuff from Amazon, stuff arrive in box. This was a real customer experience. It was, you know, I, I, you know, jokingly hashtag not a sponsor, but I felt valued in, in a weird way. And I, I, I did a session and my experience so far, having like done one session, which is hardly, you know, a kind of like, you know, grounded review based on you know, hours of feedback. It was good. It was grounded review based on you know, hours of feedback. It was good. It was damn good. But yeah, so that's where I am. I mean, how was your weekend? I mean, I'm, I have to say I'm impressed by the fact that there was two people who came and not just set it up for you, but also like showed you how to use it, etc. Because I, I always feel like that's the thing that most companies, they just miss out on. They just send it to you. Like we're in this culture of everything gets to you fast and, and you mo you miss out on that human contact oh so that 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 is interesting. Oh, so much and it it was weirdly reassuring though i assumed when i and i hadn't really thought about it when i bought it I, you know i bought it on like personal recommendations i i just assumed they'd have fedex it or you know ups it but no, no, no it was the company's van the company's people and they really cared that you know within the confines of covid like they can't come into your house 
They can't put it where yeah. you want it, but they can. You want it, but they can. Within those restrictions, really do a job. You know, like they'll show you how to work it out. It works, and it was it was really nice to have that. You know, I, you know, I, I think it it made me feel like a valued customer. Don't get me wrong, it's a silly expensive thing. You know, I, I'm well aware that I am privileged to be able to buy a Peloton bike and use their service, but yeah, for all of that it was it was nice to have a service as part of the experience of buying something that really has been lost I think in the last God, you know, it, in the internet age we well, have lost I'm, I'm going to look forward to hearing about your, your journey um, with, your, with your bike oh, I mean, the fact that not, hey, day one and is... you've already used it <laughs> I'm, oh. I'm, I'm impressed. Like, I've used exercise bikes in the past, <laughs> and you're like, oh, I'm sure, you know, I spent real money on this one. It'll be cut. No, 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 no. My, apparently, I really am a princess because my ass is just demanding of comfort. I need more padding back there. But, but, you know, that's all we should leave on that one. Like, just, let's just say after 25 minutes, pain was being experienced. No pain, no gain, as they say. But no, I'm 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 really glad you got onto that. Um, I, I I definitely think health and fitness, especially with what we're going through right now in a, in a pandemic, is so important. And whether that's going to the gym, whether that's I mean, obviously, make sure if you do go to a gym, you're socially distancing, you're staying safe. Whether that's working out in the house, whether it's doing yoga, meditation, find what works for you, and 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 use it. I've personally had a really really tough week I've I've just generally I've just found it really hard this week um some of it felt like exhaustion some of it I think it winter in general brings out with the days being shorter etc you know you lose that energy that summer and the long days etc give you um and then when you're going through a pandemic as well it's it's really important to to kind of like listen to your body listen to your to your mind um and just take the time out and, and I think I've just done that this week I've I realized I was hitting levels of exhaustion that were just you know I was struggling to wake up in the morning I was um really struggling to to get through the day and I'm and I'm just being honest about it because I'm I'm hoping that if anyone else is going through it it's it's okay and I've got through it you know I've got through this weekend and I've given myself some TLC and well, I... I'm gonna get back on it but yeah it's it's just you know you, you oh, have to listen to, to, to what think, your body's telling you and I mean and, and we are all trapped in the circumstances we find ourselves like you know there there is no way to sugarcoat the fact that if you're renting a small place you're stuck in a small place but yeah if you can find a way to escape that in your mind and in you know, in in your uh, activity then. You, you should because it's not good for you I have no idea why it's you from mm -hmm. stopping and understanding that we're still in a pandemic um, I think this this year in general you know there's been a lot of self-reflection um, letting go of things learning I, I you know life is 
one of those things people come and go things will come and, and go and you just have to kind of get to the end of the year and, and do a re- reflection of what could I have done better have I been a good enough person for, for me that is the most important thing and I think COVID has made me realize that more than anything I'm very fortunate we're both very fortunate to be in jobs where we can work from home you know we have stable jobs and just simple things like you know when a delivery driver comes to to drop food off or you you bump into someone in the lift who doesn't have that luxury or they're having to go into work or you know when a lockdown happens it stops them from earning money etc I think that for me has probably been the the biggest sort of um eye-opener in in this and you know there's 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 weeks where I, I I think it it can consume me um and I I wish yeah it's very hard to articulate and when I look at it's the difference between who we are and what a society is and there are so many people who whose efforts make my life easier you know from the the people who process my council tax to the police to the fire services to the people who make everything clean to the shop workers to be able to bring me what you know amazon deliveries when i buy it like all of those people are part of the same chain they're all part of the same society like we all exist you know you and i both live in england um a small dot on the globe that is the earth and we're all suffering under a bizarre and it is bizarre because i don't think we've ever really had a a series of events like we we so if you think about how we talk about society or your friendship groups or your colleague groups and how you like use you know things are part of the state we don't really have a a word for the things mm. that bring us together because the people who put together what we will take for granted especially in the west and especially in the uk it came out of the second world war they didn't think they had to like they they were very much about yeah you know is it blind evan i hope got that hope that word you know it's it's very much about like it's wrong to have people suffer and we should step in and subsequently we haven't had a lexicon to talk about something which is both massively affecting of everybody in the way that this pandemic's been but which is also so banal but which is also so banal you know it is both utterly devastating to some and utterly nothing to others and having a way of squaring that weird circle and trying to do your best to navigate that space and not cause undue harm to those who you shouldn't expose to risk and mitigate it where you can but also deal with your own mental health like we are in it we're in an uncharted space and god that sounds pretentious and preachy but i don't know it's a weird place we're in i think do what feels right to you just be nice to everyone and if you're having a day when it's tough just just as much as it's it's hard to to talk about you know we we just need to get better at at just 
accepting that and, and talking to each other where we can. And if you really struggle to talk, then find a different outlet, whether that's going for a walk, doing meditation. There's so many apps. Or as, we, as we've talked about Definitely, the dance, definitely. Feel free uh, to bust out some dance moves. Like, we, we've, we're like, you know, if, 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 if listening to this podcast has taught people nothing, it is that you are always... <laughs> In it's interesting you say that. Um, I a couple of days ago it was it was pouring down with rain. I'd I'd gone to the office. Our office is covered secure, and I was, um, you know, just I'd had enough of being at home. So I went into the office, and on the way back I got an Uber because I I live quite close by, so it wasn't um, that extravagant. And it stopped um, in traffic, and there was a, a young boy on the on the street. Um, and he was dancing. He was walking slowly. He had his headphones in, but he was dancing. And I felt like the universe was sending me a sign, you know, because that's something that I would be doing when I'm on my own and I've got my headphones in and cars are passing by, but there isn't much like footfall. And it, I don't know who he was. Um, and, and then the car just, obviously the lights turned. And, and But I, I just wanted to, to say thank you to that person because it really... It got me through this week, which is weird. It was a random person. They didn't even know me. Um, but just seeing this person dancing, you know, with no care in the world. And I think I think it's things like that, which I've... He... he exactly. He was a mess. The universe saying, you're going to be child. okay. It's okay to have tough weeks, but... It is. You know, the universe speaks to us all. Talking of which, we have a. This is episode six. We have a name. We are queens of the tech age. We have. We have people listening. Like we have over a hundred downloads, which I know sounds trivial, to those podcasts out there, which have thousands and millions. But for us, it's a little humbling that literally a hundred people have downloaded our musings and. But we have a topic tonight. We do. We, ha- we, we have do. several. I mean, this is my topic, so I'm I'm going to introduce it, and I'm going to talk over Mara. And I know people hate it when I do that because I have read the, f- <laughs> I have read the feedback. Uh, but I'm going to do it because she's too nice to stop me, and my personality is too abrasive to not. And it's a topic that you know, as a, <laughs> and I know someone's going to say Android is not a type of phone. I get it. But as someone who doesn't use this phone, I'm more than happy to let Kat introduce her because I, I, I introduce this topic because she was one of those like um, people who was avidly waiting for this announcement, etc. Like many other users of this particular phone brand. A couple of days ago now, um, dealing with the launch of the iPhone 12, the iPhone Pro 12, and. Weirdly, the HomePod Mini, which we're not going to spend too much time talking about. Um, you know, like, setting aside the fact that I'm just a, a rampant Apple fangirl, because it's hard to miss the fact that Apple is a company, that they made choices in in that keynote, and, and other keynotes, but we didn't have a podcast back then, so we didn't talk about them. But it, it was very clear that they have made a conscious effort to 
to make representation a part of their brand. And that, to me, as a woman, as an engineer, and I don't want to speak for Amara, but as a person of colour, as a woman, in tech, that, it's always a conscious choice. As as much as we would like to think, well, of course such and such is on the stage because they're head of blah. It's always a conscious choice. And I, I wanted to have a chat about how we felt about it. It's really interesting. So I, I obviously was not initially interested in this keynote, shock, horror, as I am not a... Uh, I don't use Apple. I don't use Apple products. I'm not really, I, I know I'm going to annoy so many people when I say this. I'm not someone who understands the hype around it. I get what they do and I and I do think that, you know, they do it really well. And I'm someone who does admire Steve Jobs, but I, yeah, I, I moved on to Android a, a few years ago and I've never, never looked back. But this topic was really interesting because um, for many people who don't know this, um, in between roles last year, I, I did what I, I do best is um, I attended a lot of sort of tech events um, in the in in my spare time. I, I like to think of myself as a bit of a YouTuber, blogger. So I've always been in the tech space for a while. And one of the biggest things I realized last year, and I attended quite a few globally as well. I, I went to one in Berlin. I was um, attended one in the States. I attended quite a few actually in the UK. As you're walking around these huge events and, you know, they've got hundreds and hundreds of partners and businesses, etc., And they're all trying to like lure you in and speak to you about their products, etc., And like, you know, engage you in their tech. And the one thing I noticed is in, and I, I went to one in the Excel and it was like a three day event and it was, you know, a huge company. I'm not going to name who they were, um, but you have a, if you have a search or anything online, the adjective you use when you tell your friend to search for something online you, is the company's name. Um, the the lack of representation really stood out to me to the point where I actually went up to uh, a booth and I said, do you have female engineers in your company? And they said, yes. And I said, well, then why are none of them here? Because all I saw in every single booth, nine times out of ten, middle-aged, young, Caucasian men generally, um, but men in general. And we all know that all these companies have female developers, yet... Well, I think that's the interesting thing. Like it, it's, a, it's a multifaceted thing. So, on the one hand... Myself as a woman watching the event, I loved it. There was a number of women who are given prominent positions to talk authoritatively about the things they understand. Uh, beyond that, it wasn't male, stale and pale. There was a lot of people of colour on stage, again, talking about their areas of expertise, and that was great. Yet equally, it's tough. Because I know that you can't escape the sense that it was staged because it's diverse, and I worry. Which I, 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 this is a it's it's hard to be objective about this because you know I, I kind of want to talk about this on two levels. I want to talk about it as the sort of simple observer going, oh my god, there are people like me on stage, which is unequivocally great. Just, just, just that, 
seeing that representation up on stage, up up on this massive event is huge. But then there's the cynical side of me, and which comes from working in this industry for the last 20, 30 years, which is how how curated was this experience? Like, like they got a woman on stage, but really, is that the only person on the team who happens to be of that gender and that colour? And how do I feel about that? And how do I feel about myself being tokenized when I, as a per I, as a person in the, in this industry, am asked by a company who I work for to represent them? It's not easy, and I believe Apple engage in this sort of thing with the best of intention and the absolute purest of motives. But it's like you, you can't be on the internet and not hear the gripes of the entitled male. So you go, I don't want to see all the oh, it's representation, representation, say. It's interesting you say that blah, blah, blah. Um, because whenever I normally hear these sort of conversations, like you said, there's always two facets to it. There's the, the the people who are like, this is great, this is what was needed, and generally applaud the company, the person, etc., for taking a stance. Then you have the, the other set of people who, who might look at it in terms of a very cynical perspective. Oh, they're only doing this because it's the latest trend, you know, hashtag, whatever, um, and there's no substance behind it. And then I always say to people, but then what would what would you want then? I as a woman of color, as as a woman in tech, it is it's a very it, it it's 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 a very difficult position to be in. But I think I would still prefer to whether it's initially. I would rather that someone at least takes into consideration whether the, whatever their motives are, to to get you on stage because the message that's far more important than whether this is staged or not is the younger generation seeing and finding people who they can relate to. And I'd like to, and I'd like to think that okay. is far more powerful than whether it's staged, whether these people are actually, you know, there on their merit, etc. because at the moment representation is trend. Ha these hashtags are trending so there is always going to be that double-edged sword but it's still you know i still applaud them for doing it because there's so many people who still are not doing it regardless of all of these movements going on and and that change is only going to come through the generation absolutely and i think the other thing to bear in mind at least the thing i think about is because we've got to it feels like we're past the tipping point where the people on stage aren't the person of colour or the woman on stage. Like we're, we're beyond the we're beyond the simple tokenization of oh we had a woman on stage, fucking we're done. Or oh my god we had somebody who wasn't white. We you know <laughs> we chick that box. I think you know we are. Those days are thankfully behind us. Like. And you can watch uh, a presentation by a multinational company, one of the, one of the, literally one of the richest companies on this planet, who want to put on stage a, a a veritable smorgasbord of races and genders, who represent their senior their senior leadership, 
and and that's fundamentally different from tokenization and that's great that that can only be inspiring and empowering to people i would hope and yeah i and I, I think this is a thing that won't infect younger generations I, I can, I, like, there's always that dark part of my brain that goes whenever there's a woman on, on stage oh, I bet she's there like, despite the fact I'm a woman despite the fact that I am a woman in tech who hell has a podcast railing against the patriarchy there's a part of my brain that goes oh, I bet she's there because she's a woman and I hate that and I hate uh, you know I hate that part of me that says that But the more it happens, I think is the better. Like, it's not just one. And I think, thankfully, despite what people would wish who were stuck in the Stone Age, we are way beyond tokenization. Like, there are multiple people of colour. There are multiple women on stage. And some of them, hey, might be gay. Men and women, you know. Like, there is a true mix of humanity representing and I think it's important for a company like Apple because for good or ill that is a company that spans borders they are truly enormous and the fact that they are their senior leadership is made up of such an interesting and diverse group of people that they feel comfortable putting on stage and don't get me wrong they are not good they, they're not seeing that to be controversial nothing in their presentation is there to push buttons or evoke social change like you know they're not there to, like you know they're not there to challenge like democracy in China or or challenge like any of those types of social issues that the more liberal among us would be like oh I wish they would speak up on that but the fact that they can stand up in 2020 and have such a diverse set of leaders on stage talking about the things they've done that's pretty pretty cool I think and it, it just shows that despite the prevailing attitudes in the world <laughs> I think it's gonna lose girl. you you show you you took me by surprise with the girl but I, so I i completely echo your sentiments um i've always been for those who know me or, or for those who will gradually get to know me through this podcast i always like to see the best in humanity and as much as yes there's bigger bigger topics to tackle all across the world not just in the pandemic we're going through I, yes See, my question for you, Amara, is so I can I can talk about this as a gay woman because but because it, it's very hard for someone to be on stage as gay unless they're like labelled as gay. As a woman of colour, what does it look like to you when companies do representation? How does it make you feel? So uh, it's it's interesting. You, you, have, you, have you were use the word unique. unique. I, um, I at some point, have. we will we will talk about certain terms which have been irking me recently. Um, uh, equality and diversity is one. Um, uniqueness is is another. And I'll give you a really really sort of live example. Um, parents are Pakistani, born up, born and brought brought up, brought up, uh, brought up. I'd like to think my parents didn't buy me. Um, in in the uk always had 
you know, uh, a friendship group which has transcended borders. I've got friends who now live, you know, they're they're originally from Brunei. I've got friends obviously in the UK. Um, I was fortunate enough to do Erasmus, which is like a foreign exchange university program. So I made friends across the world. I've never, I've never seen my life as any different because those people have always been in my life. And when you, when 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 you when you experience true representation it it then becomes a thing that when you see it rep, like you know presented in front of you it's not a case of you saying like yes this this was a change we needed but this is how it should always be because there are a million people out there and we're all diverse and we're all different and whether it's our gender our age our skin tone our race you know at the color of our eyes we are all unique and different and special because of that. And so... Yeah, but when companies do it, does it never strike you as cynical? Because, I mean, this, like, pinkwashing is a... is a thing that... we see a lot of. We see a lot of pinkwashing, so, especially around Pride Month. We see a lot of people, like, a lot of companies sort of paying lip service to supporting LGBTQ rights, for example. But you know they're doing it with a profit motive in mind because I mean don't get me wrong, I like the fact that society has shifted such that supporting such things is seen as a good thing as opposed to supporting the opposite. But So I, I mean, where do you come down on that? I always it's just personally I'd rather see companies making some attempt than not engaging at all. Yes, some people will do it for, like I said, just to show that they're one of the the herd. You're following the crowd. You're following the trend, and it normally comes out. I, you know, my mom always says, when you wash things out, the, the you know, the, the the truth comes out. So if a company is just paying lip service, eventually it will come out. And whether that comes out through the fact that they generally struggle to keep, you know, um, employees engaged through attrition, etc. I think when generally companies do it well, you you hear it from not just the employees who work there, but from people who interact with them. It's, I think it's 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 kind of fundamentally how we are as human beings. When you meet a nice person, you don't think they're nice because they're telling you they're nice. You you know they're nice because of the the way people speak about them or what you've heard of them through the grapevine, and I think that's a differentiation. I would still like to applaud companies who mm-hmm. who make an effort whatever their their reasons for making that effort are regardless because it's still um it's amplifying the voice of those who are trying to make change so as a as someone who firmly believes in women in tech and representation i'd rather have 50 60 companies who you know jump on that bandwagon even if they might not fully believe it because it still echoes my voice and it echoes the movement but then out of the 50, 60 companies, you know, the ones who genuinely mean it and do it will ju- will go above and beyond their, their words. It's not just what you say, it's, it's how you do it. I've had people, you know, talk about representation, talk about the importance of equality, but their words um, and their actions don't, don't match. And, and at that point, you, you, you should call them out, not in a disrespectful way, and well, you should try and ed- course, educate yes. people. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. You could be disrespectful. Oh, no, no, no. You could be disrespectful. 
I think I, I think we all know. I, I, you know, if I had to fill a society, you know, a, a, were you to label me uh, angry dyke, I think would would be a, a, a acceptable label. You know, I think I think we can label people who they do not engage with a societal norm. I. I... It's probably the again the uh, the way I see the world is I I try and see the best in people, um, and I I completely agree with you. They they generally are people out there with with you know views that that can be extreme, views that can be hurtful to others, and I will never uh, sugarcoat those views. I will never try and come up with excuses for those views. I will always try and engage with those people to try and understand where they, 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 those views come from. And I will always try and hopefully not educate because I don't think it's my my right to educate everyone out there. I, I also don't think I, I'm an expert in any way, but I will always try and get them to see other sides and, and kind of put different points of views to them. Presentation, it I it's really important that we all do our bit. And when we feel that people are just paying lip service, you know, speak to them about it, try and and take them on that journey of okay now how do you reflect your actions and and make sure that they're they're doing it for the right reasons but well i think if anything if anything if like cynicism aside i'd rather live in a society where paying lip service to diversity was rewarded than not because that means that the the general feeling is that hey, you should probably be diverse, and the days of holy shit, it's it's another tech conference with twelve white guys on stage, oh, are done and dusted, because we know that's not true. At the back, and women, they, we they are coming up. We are coming up, and we might not. I down the right, like I I think whilst yes. It's the classic problem of, no, there aren't 50-50 at the senior levels today. But that, that's because we're today. But that, that's because we're seeing the sort of long tail. Like, the diversity won't come through for generations. And all we can do right now is make noise about it and embrace it where we see it. And for Gavriel, I will applaud Apple's, like, yeah. There was a lot of people of colour. There are a lot of women up there. Did I see the redhead lesbian of my dreams? Not no, yet. But not thankfully, yet. Apple is not a dating event specifically tailored <laughs> to me. But no, I, I. Not yet. Oh, if only I had that power. Oh. Red redhead. Look, all I'm saying is redhead Irish. And now that Cat has has sent out her I'm feelers uh, for her dating prospects, I, uh, I I think we should move on to our next topic, which is, and this is a really interesting one. It reminds me of an episode of Friends um, when Joey is convinced by Rachel to um, wear a bag to his auditions. So the topic we want to speak about is. Man bags. I actually don't like that term, man bag, because as women, we don't say women bag. You know, it's just a bag. So, what are our thoughts, Kat? 
so this came out actually building off our previous topic of Apple events. This 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 came to notice again from me reading a lot of opinions about new phones and and big phones and like oh it's too big for your pocket why would you ever want such a big phone in your pocket oh it's so uncomfortable and i sort of listened to all of this received wisdom from the twitterati and the the podcast community and i saw it at least be cold because every time someone says oh it's so big how could you ever fit that in your pocket i'm like i've got a handbag it, that that handbag fits an umbrella and my inhaler and a snack there's so much there's so much you can put in a bag and a lipstick and a mirror like like an extra half an inch on a phone like why are bags gendered like why is this enormously practical thing that we all take for granted and i'm assuming our listeners are mostly of the fairer sex why why is this thing that we all take for granted so gendered and so threatening and as amara and i were saying um before we started recording if if people say oh how can a bag be threatening i i mean i i challenge everyone listening to when they're out in a store with a man ask them to hold their handbag and see the response Listeners, um, trying this because it's for me. I've never really thought of it. I've always thought about okay, if I if I want to on a on a daily basis, I carry a lot of things. For me, especially now that we're podcasting, and whenever I go to a coffee shop, I've either reading a book because I love reading books, um, or I'm editing. So I've got my headphones in. I've got my laptop. I've got my you know charger, etc. I've got my phone charger. We all have to wear masks now. You know, you've got safety first. You carry hand sanitizers. You've got your, your flat keys, your house keys. You might have, I don't know, uh, tissues, lip balm, etc. We're coming to winter. Everyone should have some form of lip balm. So it, it's just convenient. I can put everything in it. And I do feel um, for, for some of my friends who, who might feel that they can't carry a bag because it's linked to a specific gender. I, I don't understand why I don't see I don't see how it's you know it's just uh, a, a bag with handles you know it, it does it doesn't signify anything to say it's one sex or the other and and and, and honestly guys you're you're missing out because they're great it's a weird thing it's when growing up I, I, I my mom had a bag my dad didn't, but my mum did. So, you know, there was a point when I went, I'll get myself a bag. And I, I, I never thought about not having a bag. And, and you know, for the last 20 years, I've, I've had a bag. It's got stuff in it. It's great. Because as you said, you can have your mask in it, your balm in it, your mirror to do your lippy in it, your, your snack when you're hungry, your, like, if you've got a dog, you poop bag. Like, I've got a bag. I've got I've got this weird receptacle off my body, but somehow this enormously practical device that goes over one shoulder has become the mo- one of the most challenging things to masculinity 
in the Western world. Because it's hilarious to world. Because it's hilarious to be in like a Debenhams or like a River Island on a Saturday or Sunday in the changing section and see the dudes there who are asked to hold their wives or partner's handbag. Because like, like we, we joke as feminists about fragile masculinity. But wow. <laughs> How fragile is masculinity given the response to a man holding a bag? It's like you've asked him to hold poison. Like that 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 bag is clenched but away from them. Like they want you to know in a single glance it's not their bag. Hashtag it's not their bag. Hashtag not my bag, baby. Um, I, I can I can imagine some of our listeners are probably like, no, that's not the case. I wish I could have a bag. Honestly, it's it's something that I think everyone should feel empowered to have. And and actually, you know what? I, I have to say, the one great thing about bags has always been that there's there's never been a, like a, a specific color or a specific style to make it either more you know, feminine or masculine, it's it's always been gender neutral. So if you want to rock it, do it. If Hey, one of the greatest things I learned is not to care about people judging me. For anyone, anyone who doesn't know me, there's not much that you can judge about me and I'd care about. I generally, <laughs> that's, that's something as, you know, I think it comes from being a, a middle child, being um, a chubby child who went through very, very bad teenage acne, I had to learn to love myself and through that it 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 does make you it gives you like the superpower of just You're gonna make me cry. You're gonna make me cry. <laughs> I'm I'm a signal. <laughs> and actually got tears coming coming down my face right now anyway on that note i'm gonna say i'm all right i know the signals are coming in already um genuinely a stunning human of very pleasing proportions don't let her put you off her because she she is hashtag signal signal she is hashtag single she's a signal she is uh, she is there to attract the aliens when they invade, it's her fault. She's hashtag signal boys. She's signal signal. Gosh darn it! She's single. She's stunning, and a middle child apparently. So you know, she's gonna be nice to you. So hashtag can't go wrong. <laughs> Dart with your signal ratio. But but that's that's the thing, isn't it? That's what that's what we want. We want 
want bigger phones, embrace. We want bigger phones, embrace the man bag. I think if we had a mantra for this this one particular episode, hashtag man bag twenty twenty. This is on Instagram. We are queens yes. OTTH at twitter.com should you wish to complain or applaud preferably applaud but we will take your complaints and, <laughs> and if you do have suggestions for in uh, topics that you'd be interested in definitely give us a shout this is episode six cat as always it's been a pleasure as ever amara it has been and we'll delight. see you guys on the next episode